I think my mind playing tricks on me. Yo, welcome back, y'all. This is your favorite 15 good minutes. Yours truly here with you, Kirkin out along with my main shooter. Tell them who you are, gal. Shy, hey y'all. Hey, what's happening? Um, um, we have another guest. So without further ado, let me say, our guest today is Jessica Brown, who is a licensed psychotherapist and the founder of Nia Noir Therapy and Wellness in Washington, D.C. She's currently serving there as the clinical director. Jessica is a proponent for destigmatizing, de de look at y'all, man, I'm trying to get my words together, mental health in the black community as well as communities of color. With over 10 years of mental health experience through her education, professional practice, and lived experiences, Jessica's notable work has not gone unnoticed. She has been featured in many pro prominent media outlets and was dubbed as one of Huffington Post's 10 Black Female Therapists You Should Know. As her practice's namesake, Nia, Jessica's goal is to help clients find power and purpose in their plights while using their stories to empower our collective community. With no further ado, Miss Jessica, welcome to 15 Good Minutes. Hi, thank you. We're so excited. Thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Hey, welcome, Jessica. We're, if you guys don't know, um, as of yet, just from the bio, this topic for this 15 Good Minutes is about mental health and therapy a much needed topic that we need to have um, in this day and age, especially for the black community. So Jessica, we are so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. And we're just gonna ask you first, if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, cause that's the DC, the DC way. <laughs> so all my details, right? Who am I, where's my business card? So um, I am a licensed independent clinical social worker in the District of Columbia. I have been practicing for about six years. Um, but as my bio said, like, I feel like I've been in this work for most of my life through either lived experiences, professional education, um, and my professional practice. Um, I'm a proponent for empowering the black community. I went into this field because I wanted to help people who looked like me and who experienced things like I did. Um, myself, I'm biracial. So I come from a black and Indonesian background. And so I experienced stigma from both sides. I had the black side telling me just pray it away. And I had the Asian side telling me, you know, what happens in the home stays in the home. Don't tell anybody it's private. So finding mental health resources when I was younger was almost non-existent. I didn't even know what therapy was until I was probably in like my junior, senior year of high school. Um, and so that just really propelled me into this work because we need to see us. We need to see us represented. We need to feel comfortable talking to people who look like us and who understand our experiences. So that's me in a nutshell. That's amazing. Yes. Get away from me. <laughs> Come on, we're in sync. That's called rapport. That means we're like, we're here if we say the same thing. It's creepy. <laughs> so can you tell us how you got the name of your, your practice? Yeah, so it's funny because people always call me Nia. And I'm like, my, my name's not Nia. <laughs> but it's fine. At this point, I just accept it. I'm like, it's a second middle name. Um, 
But when I was coming up with the name, I really wanted it to be something initially that was kind of elusive. I didn't want people to be turned away from seeing the word therapy. I started Neo Noir in 2016, so people weren't talking about therapy the way that they are doing now on Instagram and social media. So I wanted it to be something catchy where people would be intrigued, but then it's like, ah, gotcha. Now let's talk about the real stuff. So mm. Nia is a Nagusa Saba principle for purpose. It means using your stories and your experiences to empower your collective community. Um, and I really feel like at the core, that's what my work is doing. It's really understanding what your story is, where you came from, and how this is turning you into a better person that in turn you can empower and impact your community. Um, you know, mental health is so stigmatized in our Black community. So hearing stories from other people who look like us and, you know, experience, again, experience the same things that we experience can really be life-changing. Very true. Very true. I know um, on a previous episode, we talked, Kirk and I, we talked about therapy, but can you, can you share the difference or tell us what psychotherapy is and how is that different than other therapies or is it different than other therapies? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different types of therapy. Um, There's like dance therapy, art therapy, music therapy. um, But at its core, it's really trying to help you heal at the end of the day. Um, The most common one that we talk about and that I'm involved in is talk therapy. So when people say psychotherapy, that's typically what they what they think about. And really, it's just an opportunity for you to sit with a licensed clinician and explore and process different things that are happening in your life, whether that's, you know, work stress, daily stress, family stress, um, managing an adjustment. If you've recently moved or if you've had a big life event happen, um, or even dealing with some of the life traumas that you've had. And maybe some of those traumas or those triggers are resurfacing and you don't know how to handle them, or you might need a little bit more assistance with managing them. Um, Or maybe a trauma has happened to you and you need immediate assistance to kind of navigate that. So it's really, it's really challenging kind of telling people what to expect when they go to talk therapy or when they have talk therapy, because we're all different and we all experience things differently. And the way that we, experience therapy is differently. Um, But what I will say is that therapy is really a place where you should feel understood and validated and respected. And it's a place where you can gain skills and coping mechanisms to navigate with all of your challenges and help you reach your ultimate goal. Wow. (laughs) Huh, Kirk? (laughs) Get out of my head. Right. Like you're going to sign up tonight. Um, let me ask you something real real quick, if I may, how can the black community bridge the gap between church, you know, praying it away and, you know, just getting into, uh, an actual therapy, like, well, I want to pray away. Well, now maybe I should actually go talk to somebody like, how does, how do, how do we bridge that gap? Yeah. Cause oftentimes I, I think, you know, especially the older generation, they, think if we go to therapy, we're not, we're not trusting in God if we do that, you know? Yeah. To me, the question is, why can't you do both? Right? Like, why can't you pray and go to therapy? Why can't you pray with your therapist? There's some clients who I have that are very spiritual and I'll send them, you know, scriptures to read and I'll send them prayers and songs and hymns that, you know, 
I feel are powerful or have had an impact on me. So I share it with them. Like, hey, maybe this will help you and fill up your cup today. So I don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I think you can do both. Um, but a lot of times when people ask me, like, what, what do you feel about that intersection of spirituality and therapy? I always think about that metaphor with the boat and the drowning man mm. and the man's drowning and a boat comes and they're asking, hey, do you need help? And he's saying, no, 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 it's okay. God got me. Like, God's going to save me. Mm. And then the boat drives away. And then another boat comes. They're like, hey, do you need help? He's like, no, God got me. And so when this man drowns and he goes to heaven, he's like, hey, God, why didn't you save me? And God's yeah. like, I sent you two boats. Yeah, facts. Yeah. So, I mean, that story can be interpreted in many different ways. But the way that I see it is God puts people, places, and things in our direction so that we can use them as resources and that we can access them. And I feel that therapy is no different. You know, I went into this field because I felt like that's what I was called to do. I feel that it's my passion and my purpose to help people through their struggles. And God wouldn't give me that purpose if it wasn't here to help other people. So let me help you, right? Like we can pray together, we can do all of that together. I'm not telling you that by talking to me and going to therapy, you are not trusting God. Maybe your trust in God is that you are supposed to see someone. Right. Trust that he sent somebody for you. Right. You I had that conversation with someone that was older whenever I started going to therapy and they kind of was saying, well, why are you going to therapy when you have God? And I was like, well, God provided the gifts for people. So right. I'm going to allow that gift to help me as well as me trusting God, because I'm trusting that God provided that gift. Amen. So that, I think that's a really strong message to to have and to have out there for people to hear. Cause a lot of people are separating spirituality and therapy. Yeah, um, absolutely. Listen, yeah, better praise the Lord. Thanks. Amen. <laughs> I cannot. So, listen, um, all right. So, you know, then this isn't cool at all. And I'm very much so against this. So I'll uh-uh. hit me out with this question that I'm about to ask. It feels like everything's like a new wave of, of, Everybody wants to be on the new wave. They want to jump on a bandwagon. So with the new wave of mental health and awareness, mental health awareness and wellness, um, how do you think we can prevent becoming like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go do that, too. Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm in therapy, too. Or, no, nah, I ain't going over there because that ain't even cool no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, preventing was that really like bad. a decent thing? Yeah. No, I feel you. I, I, I definitely saw the influx of wellness advocates and therapy and normalizing everything on social media. And honestly, I feel like let the, let the wave ride, right? Like if people are now getting into this mode where they want to go to therapy and they want to do this, then let them like, I'm all for it. Let's capitalize on this movement where people are talking about this conversation. And I have clients myself who are like, Hey, my friend said that he was going to therapy. So I thought I'd give it a try. I'm like, cool, let me maximize this time that I have with you so that I can grab you in and you can see how powerful this is so that when the fate, you know, when the fad does fade, if it fades, then at least you've seen the power of it and you're convinced enough to stick with it. And hey, you will tell a friend who will tell a friend who will tell a friend. And ultimately, I don't, I'm hopeful that this isn't a fad and this isn't just a trend. I'm hopeful that this is really us changing the landscape of our health and mental health. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well so listen, this right here is personal. 
Very okay. much so personal for me. And me and Shy have had this discussion on the show. Um, and the producer, Coach, um, he's definitely said, well, you know, give it another shot, big fella. Do it again. Try it again to somebody else. So what would your advice, what would your advice be to someone who's tried therapy and just didn't see the results that they were looking for? Or it just wasn't the experience that they thought it was going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. Let me ask you a question. If you is had a cough. Directed, is this directed yeah, straight I'm in? Asking oh, you. Okay. Here we if go. If you had a cough, right? Mm-hmm. What is your first instinct to do? If I have a who? If you had a cough. If I had to cough. <laughs> I'm gonna turn my head and put put like put him on. Okay, so that's one way. But would you like if it's after a while, you would like maybe take a Tylenol. You would take Mucinex. You know, you would try things in your arsenal that you already know might have worked in the past, right? No, nah, I'm stubborn, so I probably just try to thug through it. <laughs> but then that's that's a. I mean, there are people who okay. are like me who are just tough. To, okay. Oh no, I ain't doing well, that. That's not- okay, I got you. So say. We're, in, we're living in Rona, right? So maybe you had a cough and you were mm. feeling symptoms and you were worried that it might get worse, right? You thought yeah. this was like a life-threatening cough. Then what would you do? Oh, Lord. I, I get my affairs in order because I still ain't going to the doctor. I'm scared. And I'm going to be mad at Edelberry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. You want me to be honest with you? You're on mute. So um, I, I, I really honestly would probably... I, I'm... I'm afraid of therapy. I go, but I'm very much so afraid. We ain't talking about therapy. We're talking about a, we're talking about your cough. Yeah, well, well, I'm even more scared of that doctor. I don't want to go to them either. I'm scared of doctors. All them people in the medical field, I'm scared. I don't know. Okay. I'm just being honest. So, would you maybe go to a friend that you trust and be like, I tell hey, somebody, hey, baby, I, okay. this cough ain't going away. I might be in trouble. So you would tell a friend, and yes. then maybe after a while, it's like. Hey man, like you might need to go see somebody about that cough because right. it it's getting pretty bad, right? A solid good friend would tell me go see somebody. Right. Get that. So looking. say you muster the courage. Maybe you bring a friend with you, and you go to the doctor's. Hold my hand, Shai. Here we go. And the doctor gives you a prescription, right? So then you go home with the prescription. You try it out. Maybe some things work. Maybe it doesn't. Do you just chuck it up and you're like, all right? Like, I, I just, I got a cough now. Like, I just, I'm going to live with this for the rest of my life. Or do you go back to the doctor and say, hey. I mean, you got to find an answer. You got to find an answer to this. You got to find an answer. So then maybe you go back to the doctor and you're like, hey, you know, maybe that Robitussin that you gave me didn't work. Mm. Can we try something else? Give me a ginger okay. ale. We'll put some ginger ale. There you go. <laughs> so maybe they give you something else. And then you go back and you try that and it doesn't work. Then maybe you're like hey, my doctor may not be listening to me. If I'm saying I got a cough and all these symptoms and they're not really helping me with it, then maybe I need to see a different doctor. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I definitely understand that and I feel you on that. And I just say from just like my personal experience, some okay. things that you end up talking about in these sessions mm-hmm. aren't things that you want to keep talking about. I feel it. Well, therapy really goes at your pace. Right. So the three questions that I would ask if I feel like or if my client feels like they're not making progress, I would challenge you to think, are you being honest? Are you being open and are you being vulnerable? Mm. Because therapy only works if you do. Right. You only get out of it. it. 
She just That's dropped a the gym right, right there. there. Man, listen. So you alone saying, you know, there's some things that I don't want to talk about. Why don't you want to talk about it? Because it's painful, right? Because it hurts. All right, I'm going to go ahead and check out before this 15 minutes is up. Hey, I'm, I'm going to send you my you. invoice. I'm not about <laughs> to be on this couch. I'm not about to be in here crying. You're not going to get it out of me today. I'm about to say, don't run now. Don't mm. run. Man, listen, I'm on, my, I'm on my toes. I'm out of here. But no, that's that's really good advice and a great analogy. Um, what advice would you give to someone that is very new to therapy that hasn't been before? I know my very first time and I was telling Kirk when I first started, I went in a room and I was sitting on the couch, like first thinking like I'm, I got to lay down, you know, like how they show it on, the t- on TV and shows and stuff. So I'm sitting there looking at the doctor like, all right, tell me what I need to do. Like, but it was very uncomfortable for me because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. yeah. So I think the media kind of creates this perception of what therapy should be like. And again, we're all different. So we're going to experience it differently. So some of my clients do lay down and I do have a couch for them and they feel more relaxed that way. Some of them just feel really benefited just from being in the room, even if they sit in silence. So therapy is really what you make of it. And what I tell clients going into it is therapy is meant to challenge you and it's meant to make you a little uncomfortable, but it goes at your pace. So to Kirk's point, if it's something that maybe you're not ready to talk about, then say like, hey, I'm not ready to go there yet. Let's tackle some things first. But again, those three questions, are you being honest? Are you being open? And are you being vulnerable? I tell my clients, when you come into session, I'm going to go where you take me. If all you want to talk about is the stress of the week, hey, we'll talk about that. But at the end of the day, you are getting what you're putting out of it. If you want to talk, if you want to take it on head on and talk about your traumas, I'm right there with you. And I will challenge you and I will push you, but I'm not going to make you uncomfortable to a point where you don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. So make it feel safe. Yeah. It's a safe space. And I, I lead with that. I'm like, I'm going to push you. I'm going to ask you some tough questions sometimes. But it's meant to challenge you because we can't grow if we're playing it safe. Right. right? We can't grow if we're just staying within your comfort zone. Right. All of the stuff that you, the way that you're dealing with it now, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. You came here and you're paying me to be uncomfortable and to, to be challenged because that's how you grow. So just go in with like very little expectation don't watch, you know, how they do it on TV. And there's such, I think that adds to the stigma of mental health is, you know, what media is telling us it's supposed to look like. And honestly, therapy is what you make of it. It's really what you make of it. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's very helpful. Um, I have a question for you though, like personally, I am an empath and I'm, I often run out of capacity because I take on the weight of the world at times. I can imagine that could be a a heavy time for you as a therapist. So what do you do to kind of ground yourself and to make sure that you have the capacity to take on the stories and the loads of all your, all your clients? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely tough work, but it's work that I love. Right. So I think that's the first thing. If you don't love this work and you're not passionate about it, you're going to burn yourself out so quickly. Um, And also with that, it's setting boundaries So I know that with my clients, I have certain boundaries. So they don't follow me on social media. And I make that very clear right ahead because I'm not answering DMs about crises. And, you know, of course, that's not even HIPAA compliant. 
but I don't want you to have too much access to me where then you're dependent on me. Mm-hmm. The goal of therapy is that you are empowered enough to get through things on your own. So of course I make myself available if you're in a crisis, but really I set boundaries for myself so that when my day is over, I can go home to my family and I can be a wife and I could be a sister and I could be an aunt and I'm filling up my cup so that I can show up for you the next day and the day after that. So some of my coping skills, I, I love working out. So since I've been in California, I've been working out every day, getting back <laughs> to like what I love and like feeling like myself again. I love meditation. So I follow Faith Hunter on YouTube. Okay. Um, her Instagram is spiritually fly. She's a black meditation coach. Amazing. Um, and I do a lot of deep breathing when I'm feeling immediately anxious or stressed out. I just kind of, you know, get into my safe space, take deep breaths, and then I reframe my situation. So if I'm like, okay, I'm anxious about X, Y, and Z, let me confront that anxiety, validate myself. Like, yes, I have a right to be anxious about this, but let me think about other ways that I can tackle this problem rather than resorting to catastrophizing and, you know, having a negative viewpoint on everything. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Wow. I'm full. I'm just full after this conversation right here. And then Kirk, isn't her voice just so like, oh, like, like a warm hug? I feel like we need to go ahead and um, have unks in the check. I'm sorry. I right. just had therapy. I'm just sitting here with my security blanket and I feel like um. It'll be a complimentary session. Oh, well, Aww, then they cut the check. Don't cut the check. Huh? Stop that. Stop the payment. Stop payment. Abort. Right. Abort. <laughs> but no, definitely. By giving therapy a second try. Mm. There you yeah. go. There we go. Guys, if you can see his face right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I love I it. Comfort is real. It is. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves peace. Definitely. And this is the one way to definitely get there. Well, I appreciate you being here today. Shall you guys? I did too. Yeah. I'm I'm like I said, I'm just so full. Thank you for for coming and and spending your time with us. But before we head out, if you can just drop just one or two gems that you want our listeners to know or to ponder on, um, and then also share any upcoming events or endeavors that you have coming down the line. And we know we're in COVID, but anything that you have planned. Yeah. So first I'll say, you know, give it a try. We don't get anywhere in life without a little bit of help and understanding that it's okay to not be okay all the time to feel what you feel and to, uh, to validate those feelings. Like that is so cathartic in itself to just allow yourself to feel. So give yourself space to do that. And in this moment of COVID and, you know, quarantine, really use it as an opportunity to be introspective and to think about things that you might be struggling with and things that you want to focus on and things that you want to change so that you can come out of COVID stronger and more empowered. And then you can use that as a propellant for the rest of your life. As Kurt said, like we all deserve to heal and feel healthy and feel happy. So you are no different. You are worthy of feeling all of that. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. Great. Thank you. Um, how can our listeners follow you or get in yeah, contact? So um, I'm on Instagram at Nia Noir. That's N-I-A-N-O-I-R-E. Um, and in upcoming news, uh, we just opened our private practice. So we are accepting clients. Oh, 
Yes. And we are telehealth, so you don't have to worry about, you know, leaving your house, fighting a flood, getting through traffic. You can do it from the comfort of your room. No excuse. Uh, Yeah. So no excuses. This is Mm. the year to heal. If there's nothing else that comes out of 2020, it's a better you, right? 2020, clear vision. Let's get it. There you go. So make the rest of your life the best of your life. Let's do it. Amen. Thank you so much for for coming. Um, Listeners, you already know it's been 15 good minutes. Like like we say every week, we're here to create a community. We're here to create happiness, smiles, and also provide you with information that will help us grow and help us glow. So hopefully you you all enjoyed this episode. Um, Make sure you follow Nia Noir to get more insight. And and if you haven't tried therapy yet, please try it. that you won't be disappointed. Um, make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at 15 Good Minutes and also listen to us on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, comment, share with your friends and your family and we will see you and you will hear from us next week. Take care, guys. Bye.